The good word today is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 5, 6, and 7. Now, Paul is describing this New Testament church, and the great need today is for our churches to get back to the New Testament pattern. This doesn't mean that we have to abandon electric lights and automobiles and organs and so forth, but rather to get to the spiritual pattern of the New Testament church. The pattern and the power of the New Testament church as given to us by the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. Verse 5 of 1 Thessalonians 1, Paul says, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God word is spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. Now in verses 1 through 5, Paul has been describing this elect people. The church is an elect people. In verses 6 and 7, he tells us they are an exemplary people. Did you notice as I read these verses, the emphasis on the word of God? In verse 5, the word came to them. Our gospel came not unto you in word only, but the gospel came to them. God's word came to them. In verse 6, they received God's word. In verse 8, they sounded out God's word. Now, this is the New Testament pattern. We bring the word of God to people. They receive the word of God. And then having received it, they share it with others. We have to be receivers before we can be transmitters. And maybe the reason some of our people are not transmitting the word of God is because they have never really received the word of God. I think our churches are filled with people who think that they are saved. They really believe that they are born again, and yet they never share the Word of God with anybody else. I have reason to doubt whether a person is truly born again who does not welcome and share the Word of God. Now, uh, today I want us to look at the way they responded to God's Word. God's Word is brought to people. This is wonderful. Paul talks about this back in Romans chapter 10, how that God gets his Word out to people. Uh... Verse 14 of Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Now here is the divine sequence. God sends a preacher. The preacher preaches the word and people hear the word. Having heard the word they believe and believing they call upon the Lord and calling upon the Lord they are saved. Now the important thing is not that we go from house to house just inviting people to church. This is good and I wish more people did it. The important thing is that when we go we take with us the word of God. The greatest need in the world today is for the Word of God. 
You know, the Old Testament prophets said that there was going to come a famine one day, not a famine of bread, but a famine of hearing the Word of God. This is why Calvary Baptist Church that I pastor is interested in getting out the Word of God. This is why we have radio broadcasts like this one and the other broadcasts that we sponsor, because we believe the greatest need today is getting out the Word of God. Now, how are you getting out the Word of God? You say, well, I'm not a preacher. No, but you're a Christian. What have you done this past week to help get out the Word of God? Have you witnessed to anyone? Have you given anyone a good piece of gospel literature? Have you passed along a good Christian book? Have you invited someone to come to Sunday school or church? Have you encouraged someone to tune in the radio and listen to a good gospel broadcast? What have you done to get out the Word of God? Now, Paul tells us their reaction to the Word of God. They welcomed it. You notice this in uh, verse 6 of 1 Thessalonians 1, And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the Word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. Here were people who welcomed the Word of God. Now, not everybody in Thessalonica welcomed the Word of God, but there were some who did. You know, it's always going to be this way. I realize when I teach and when I preach, whether it's in my own church or out somewhere else, not everyone is going to receive the Word of God. These people received the Word of God. Now, this is amplified over in chapter 2, verse 13. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Now here's an amazing statement, that the word of God is able to work in our lives effectually if we will trust it. These people received God's word, not like they would receive the newspaper or some TV news report or the weather report. They received it not as the word of men, but they received it as the word of God. Now, this is the problem we face today. People don't have any respect for the word of God. They appreciated the word, and because they appreciated the word, they appropriated the word, and they applied the word in their daily lives. Now, I know when I preach from my pulpit, and maybe you're a Sunday school teacher, when you teach your class, you'll see all kinds of responses to the Word of God. I've noticed in the book of Acts different ways that people responded to the Word of God. The test of your spiritual life and mine is how do we respond to the Word of God. You'll recall in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus gave the parable of the sower. And you ought to read that parable and become acquainted with it. It's so important. Jesus says that the word of God is like seed and the human heart is like soil. And the human heart receives or rejects the seed. He talks about the hard heart. He tells how the seed landed in, in a hard uh, surface and it's, the seed could not get down into the ground. And the birds came along and ate the seed. That's the hard heart. Some people don't receive the word of God. He talks about the shallow heart. Those who quickly receive it, but there's no depth. It's just an emotional experience. We have those kind today. And then there are those who have crowded hearts. They receive the word and it seems like they're growing and they're making improvement. And they're almost on the verge of trusting Christ and bearing fruit. But the old weeds of sin grow up and choke the word. 
Then there are those who receive the word into good ground. The seed takes root and bears fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And so Jesus says that three-fourths of the hearts don't receive the word because they will not yield to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you have your Bible in front of you, and I hope you do as we have these broadcasts because it's so important to look at God's word as well as listen to it, in Acts chapter 2, verse 41, here we have some happy hearers, those who heard the word of God gladly. Acts 2.41, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Happy hearers. We don't have too many of those today. People who just gladly receive the word. You know, it's a joy to stand in the pulpit and to preach to people who are hungry for the word of God. And here are some who were happy hearers. In chapter 10 of the book of Acts, when the apostle Peter went to the household of Cornelius to preach, when he got there, he found that Cornelius had gathered together all of his kinfolk, all of his family, to hear the word of God. Acts 10.33, Cornelius says this, Immediately therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore are we all here present before God, to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Here we have humble hearers. He said, Peter, don't come and preach some fancy sermon. Just come and tell us what God's told you to tell us. I wish every congregation had that attitude. We're all here. That's not uh, very often the case. Very few churches can honestly say we're all here. Many churches on the books, they'll have 2,000 members. In the, in the house of God, they'll have uh, 300 people. And you wonder where the rest of the family is. They said, we're all here and we're present before God. We realize that we're sitting here not before a preacher, but before God. Whenever the word of God is opened and preached, we're standing in the presence of God. And we're here that you might tell us what God's commanded you. Now, we may not appreciate it. We may not even agree with it. But we're here to listen to it. And we'd better agree with it because it comes from God's lips. Humble hearers of the word of God. In chapter 17 of the book of Acts, you have another kind of hearer, what I've called the honest hearer. You see, in chapter 17, we have Paul going to Thessalonica, and, a few, and, and those believe the word of God, and then the opposition started, and so Paul and Silas had to leave uh, Thessalonica and go down to Berea. And verse 11 of Acts 17 says, These in Berea were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether these things were so. These are honest hearers. When Paul sat down and opened the word of God, their minds were ready. Is your mind ready when you go to hear the word of God? Most people, their minds aren't ready. You know why most people don't get much out of church on Sunday morning? It's because they stayed up too late Saturday night. If you and your family sit up all night and watch some silly TV show and get your mind all full of worldly things and get your body all tired out, you won't get much out of church on Sunday morning. You know, it amazes me how men will go to bed at 7 o'clock at night so they can get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go fishing, and yet they won't prepare their minds and their bodies to go to church. It's a sin the way people abuse the Word of God. When you see people sleeping in church, now I know the old joke, 
about the preacher who said to the boy, your daddy's asleep, wake him up. And the boy said, preacher, you put him to sleep, you wake him up. There are some preachers who put people to sleep. Uh, frankly, I've never heard one. I've heard some dull preachers, but I've learned this. If I listen to God's word, God speaks to me. The preacher may not be the greatest preacher in the world, but if I listen with a ready mind and an honest heart, God's going to speak to me. Now, I think that too many Christians today are preacher followers. They like this preacher because he's a, he's a sensational celebrity, and they like that preacher because he tells funny jokes, and they like some other preacher because he, he tells tear-jerking stories. The important thing is not who is the preacher. That's preacher following. That's sermon tasting. There are some communities where some Christians pick up their newspaper and see who's preaching in different churches around the community, and they pick out their preachers the way worldly people, people pick out their shows. Now, this is carnal. But, uh, but the, the Word of God says in Acts 17, they receive the Word with all readiness of mind and search the Scriptures daily. When you go home from church during the week, you search the Word of God. See if the preacher told the truth. Let the Word of God become a living part of your life. Now, not all hearers are like this. Uh, we have happy hearers and humble hearers and honest hearers. We also have hateful hearers. In Acts 17.5, the Jews were moved with envy, and they set the city in an uproar. They hated the message. And we have haughty hearers in Acts 17 and verse 18. These philosophers stuck their noses up in the air and said, what will this babbler say? You take your Bible over to some university campus and start preaching, you'll meet the haughty hearers. And there are the hardened hearers. In Acts chapter 28, verses 23 through 27, Paul preaches to the Jewish people there in Rome, and some hardened their hearts and refused the message. Now, what kind of a hearer of the word of God are you? These people welcomed God's word. They received the word of God in their hearts and trusted it and let the Holy Spirit work in their lives. They received it. Now, you can't receive the word of God, my friend, unless you're saved. The Word of God will not do anything for you unless you know Christ is your Savior, unless you're surrendered to Him. I trust you will yield your life to Him and let the Word of God work in your heart and in your life. Well, this is Pastor Warren Wearsby thanking you for listening, and we'll pick up this study again in our next lesson, and we trust you'll tune in to discover what's the good word.